Welcome to another edition of Mass Mats and Mayhem. I am your host, Justin Harvey. You can find me on Twitter at JustinHarvey75. Today we have a very special edition. We're going to be talking all MMA, all the time, leading into the ridiculous fight week coming up in Vegas. We've got three cards in three days and then another one on the following Wednesday that I'm not even going to get into this week. Um, it's pretty amazing time to be a fight fan, pretty great time to be alive in general, and I just got to say that I am super stoked. Uh, hopefully we'll have J-Man on in a few minutes too to talk about some of his uh, thoughts on the entire cards. Uh, cards, plural, plural I said. And there's been a ton of stuff going on with this Brock Lesnar stuff, which is just captivating uh, people's attentions. And it, it was really hard last week. Like, uh, we were doing the Ultima Lucha thing um, for Ultima Lucha Season uh, 3. And it just was like all the UFC stuff going on and all the Lucha Underground stuff going on. My mind was completely blown. Didn't even have a chance to talk very much UFC. Um, got a chance to talk a little bit with Kevin Cross about some UFC and the, and the Brock stuff, which was really interesting because uh, if you listen to the interview... As you heard, you know, Kevin does have a little bit of a fighting and MMA background himself. And if you didn't listen to the interview, do yourself a favor. Go back and listen to that thing right now because Kevin Cross had some serious stuff to say. Um, was kind of, uh, I won't say really breaking news because a lot of people knew what was going on with him. But he was setting the record straight from his own mouth. No, uh, no breaking of NDAs or anything. Um, and he really had something to say about where he's going and what his future looks like and what he's really interested in doing. So with uh, Japan or Lucha Underground and WWE and whatnot. So if you didn't hear that, go back and listen to it immediately. Totally worth it. Uh, great, great interview. Plus we had an interview with Urban last week um, that was taking place during the whole Ultima Lucha weekend. And good gracious, we just, we never stopped. We hit the ground running a couple weeks ago, and we haven't let off the gas since. And we're not going to let off the gas today, because today we're going to seriously talk some MMA, um, which I know people were saying was kind of missing from a little bit of last week. So I'm going to get right into it, and I'm going to talk about the UFC fight night that's happening on Thursday, July 7th, because a lot of people don't even realize this card is happening. This is, um, this card is basically for the Dos Anjos Alvarez fight. There's a title fight on Thursday night that people seriously don't even know about right now. Um, that fight uh, is headlining that card. Now, it's not. I'm not going to say this is a great card. This is really just to whet your appetite for the whole fight week. People get into town, they're going to the expo, they're doing fun stuff, and that night they've got a card. So I'm going to talk about the fights that I think are meaningful from that, that card. There's a few I'm not going to mention, but I'll give you some picks for them anyway. Um, John McDessey versus Mehdi Baghdad um, is on the undercard. I think this is a really good fight. I think these are very uh, equally matched guys. McDessey has uh, some, some better takedown defense, but I think the reach advantage here for Mehdi Baghdad is going to really frustrate McDessey, and uh, I think Mehdi actually is going to get the win here. Uh, I know a lot of people might think that's a strange pick, but just go with me on that one. See what you think. I think uh, if you're going to watch an early fight on that card, um, that's probably one to watch, in my opinion. Uh, I also think that the Mike Pyle-Alberto Mina fight is, is a good one to watch. 
Uh, it's a big competition step up for Mina. I think that Pyle is like almost 75% with his takedown defense, which is amazing. Um, but Mina's on a huge roll. Uh, I think this is a tough one for me to pick here because I really, I really, 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 really like Mike Pyle. But I am going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to say that it's a challenge that Alberto can overcome, and I think he can win. So I'm going to give Alberto an underdog victory. Um, but this one's going to be a war. This is another one, I think, to watch. Moving up the card, we've got... And this is just for UFC Fight Night on Thursday night, guys. This is a card that I swear people don't even know exists. This one's going to be on Fight Pass, I believe. So, you know, they're really, really stringing you in to get in the Fight Pass with this weekend. Like, if you haven't done it, now's the time for the free trial. Because you the, the, the undercard prelim uh, Fight Pass fights that are on... The, the main card of UFC 200 they're amazing and if you miss those you're gonna you're gonna kick yourself and some of these fights are great too so uh, Joe Duffy Mitch Clark um, Mitch is a, is a decent fighter by the way a lot of people said that he was just getting fed a can or whatever but um, I do believe that the UFC has an investment in seeing Joe Duffy win here not that fights in the UFC are rigged but I think that you know this is a an opponent that is slightly outmatched here by Joe Duffy. Uh, you know, and Duffy's this guy who has this win over Conor McGregor. So I think they got to keep him around long enough to really see what the landscape with Conor is like. And once Conor, I think if Conor drops a few more fights, this Joe Duffy fight will always be looming there as a, a, a headlining fight. But you know, that'll bring some money, but obviously it's not going to be as huge as if he fights a superstar. It's just got this built-in story. This was a guy that took Connor out early in his career. He wants this win back. Um, I don't think he wants it back as bad as the Nate fight. Um, but clearly at some point down the line, Joe Duffy is there. And I believe he's been training up at TriStar, even though he's another Irish fighter. He's not in, he, he's not considered Irish by a lot of the Irish fans because he's not fighting out of a gym there like Connor is. So there's a little built-in animosity and, you know, I think it's a fight that'll capture people's attention. So I expect because of that, that Joe Duffy versus Mitch Clark is going to go the way of Joe Duffy. This is a good fight for him. Um, and, and I think it'll hopefully be a good showcase. Um, this is at 155 though. This is not 145 pounds. Joe Duffy is clearly a 155er, but again, Connor, who knows even what weight he is. I, I don't ever really expect to see Connor back at 145 pounds. Um, I don't really see that there's going to be a reason to for him other than him wanting to get, you know, in these wars. I, I think there's more money for him uh, and better fights at 55. I don't know about this 170 thing unless he's going to face GSP. I don't really see any reason for him to be up at 170 at all at this point. So we'll see. The GSP, uh, I'll just throw this out right now, the gsp Connor fight, I still think is something that everyone wants to see happen, especially with the way UFC seems to be hot-shotting these big-profile fights right now, um, whether, whether it's because of the sale or something else, I have no clue, but at the same time, I really do expect that at some point, the gsp Connor fight is going to make sense, especially if he beats Nate in their rematch, um, and especially if Michael Bisping takes the fight with Henderson, which I kind of hope. I would rather see Connor GSP and then Hindo versus Bisping myself. I just think those are more interesting fights. They're more fun fights. 
I don't know that Henderson necessarily deserves a shot at the title when there's a lot of other guys in that weight class, but that's a fun fight. But then again, neither does GSP. GSP clearly doesn't deserve a crack at the 185 uh, crown anytime soon either. There's a whole line of guys there, but um, I would expect to see Bisping get kind of rewarded with with one of these big super fight uh, moments with either Hendo or GSP just because of how long a stretch he went and how much of a company guy he's been. Um, we'll see. I, I don't think he's going to be facing off against, you know, uh, Yoel or Weidman or Rockhold again, any of those guys first. I think, you know, one of those three guys will come after a Hendo or GSP. And I don't think it's going to be GSP at this point. I think GSP is ready for something, um, but I think he's going to wait it out and see uh, I think he's, he's, he's waited this long. I think he's willing to wait and see how all these cards play out all the way through 202 or 203 to the end of summer and then announce a big, you know, winter fight. He's typically been a guy that's always fought kind of right before Christmas, um, much to his dismay or that, that beginning, uh, of the year card. So I kind of expect to see him do that again. So we'll see. Um, Anyway, so Joe Duffy versus Mitch Clark. I believe Duffy's gonna gonna win that one. I think Mitch will be a very game opponent. I don't think he's gonna look bad. I think it might do a lot for his career to even just be in this fight. Um, we'll see. Alan Joban versus Bilal Muhammad. Um, even though Joban is going up against the uh, undefeated guy here, I think experience wins that fight. Um, he's thirteen and four. Bilal is nine and zero, oh, I believe, either ten and zero oh or nine and zero. Oh. Um, tough, tough character coming in, but it's his UFC debut, and I really believe that Allen has kind of the the right skill set to capitalize on the, the first-time UFC jitters, um, but we'll see. We'll see how that one pans out for him. Now, this fight, I love this next fight. Roy Nelson versus Derek Lewis. Holy shit. If you want to see two guys take batting practice on another guy's face, this is going to be the one um, I don't particularly expect this to go the distance. Then again, I, at this point in time, with anybody in the top 15 of the heavyweight division, I don't really expect to see fights go the distance. Occasionally they do because these guys respect each other a lot or they get kind of in the, in the ground area where neither guy can swing. I don't think that's going to happen in this fight, at least not early on. I expect that if it does go to a decision, Roy will clearly win uh, the decision. But I think these guys are going to throw fireworks, and I actually still think Roy is going to win by like a second round ground and pound knockout. Don't count Derek Lewis out though. If that man, uh, he swing the way he swings, he throws it from his hip. He knows how to like just torque his upper body to throw those big punches. And if Derek Lewis puts hands on Roy Nelson, it's nighty night time. But I'm picking Roy in this one. I just think he's got a slightly better mindset and a slightly better skill set, you know. And this is going to be, and this fight means a lot to these guys, you know. These guys want to get into that top five or six guys in the heavyweight division. That's where the money fights are. These guys are both very much of the prize fighter type mentality to a certain extent. Um, so if we get them you know, in that range, then that's, that's what I think we want to see, uh, these guys fight. They want to be in that, that top five category or, or even close to there. 
you know, get back up above the top 10 so they can get those big fights. They, you know, Roy slipped a little bit, and he was up there for a while. And that's where you get paid. There's going to always be fights in uh, the heavyweight division for any guy that can slug and knock these guys out and has ground techniques, especially like Roy. Um, you know, we've seen Frank Mir come and go in and out of that top 10 a million times. So I expect Roy to be that guy for quite a few more years, and I'm excited to see where this fight goes. I don't think anyone's going to be disappointed no matter what happens. Um, Rafael Dos Anjos versus Eddie Alvarez. I don't think that this is a fight about skill sets. They actually match up pretty nicely um, with a slight edge skill-wise, I think, to Dos Anjos. But... I think that this fight right now is about willpower. Oh, hey, check this out. We got J-Man calling right now. Let's see if we can get J-Man in here. Jay, can you hear me? Hello. All right, and welcoming to the show right now, we have our buddy J-Man from The Last Real Heels. What's going on, brother? Uh, nothing really, man. Just sitting here in Tennessee. I think I hear some fireworks. Man, they're still celebrating. Bro. <laughs> Well, dude, there's what a lot the to there's a lot to celebrate. I mean, between you guys coming out for the end of season three tapings, uh, Ultima, Lucha, Ultima Lucha Dose being on TV this week, and then we've got this ridiculous UFC fight week with three completely packed cards. Um, like, I feel like I'm lighting off fireworks in my pants this whole week. It's ridiculous. Yeah, man, it is unreal. All the stuff going on, you know. Uh... These MMA cards are stacked. You know the, the the amount of talent. I mean, on UFC 200 alone, you know the whole the, the opening prelim fight is could main event like some uh, a, a Fox Sports One card almost. You know, it's crazy how many people are on that card. And yeah. then the other two cards are pretty stacked too. Yeah, they're nuts. I mean, the other two cards. I'm not going to say that they're great, but there's like not a single fight on the UFC 200 card that probably couldn't headline a different card. Um, and I definitely want to talk to you about that card, but is there any anything about the... I already talked a little bit about the Fight Night card that's headlined by Dos Anjos Alvarez. Um, but I really kind of want to talk quickly about the Tough Finale card because that, that card's not even completely set yet. There's a few interesting fights, though, on there, and I think, you know, obviously the headliner of... Joanna Janjacek versus Claudia Gadella is huge. What do you think about those two women going at it for that fight? Uh, well, I'm a really big fan of Joanna. You know, she's got striking. looks just beautiful to watch in the ring, you know. And I think uh, I think she's going to pull another big win for her, you. know, I think she's a huge star. She's got huge star potential. I tend to agree. And it's weird because I really feel like it's a very, very evenly matched fight but I kind of believe in in the hand skills thing I believe in good stand-up and I think that Jinjacek just has that slight edge and if she can keep Claudia at range and really box her that it's going to kind of go down the way the same the the first fight went down like it's going to be a battle but I think Joanna is going to pull it out and it might go five rounds uh yeah definitely Claudia is no push pushover at all you know she's fucking was you know the top of the division uh, coming out. I think she was Invicta, wasn't she? Yeah. Uh, yeah, she was like the top, you know, one of the top people there. And uh, when she came over, Joanne just, I don't know, man, the striking has just been so beautiful. And I, I don't know if people get the aura about them whenever they get, do such dominant victories, you know, that they're unbeatable. And that's kind of how I have her in my eyes right now. I don't know. 
anything can happen. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be a great fight. And I think that's a fight for fans especially because, you know, it could go five rounds. It could be a little dull to the average person. I don't know that there's going to be some spectacular knockout. It's going to be a chess match, though. It's going to be one of those fights where you have two very evenly matched opponents. And I do just slightly think that that Joanna Champion is just a little bit better and is going to get the upper hand because of that. Oh, yeah, I think she is too, man. Uh, the only other fight from that card I really wanted to say something about was a little bit of Gray Maynard dropping the featherweight. Yeah, that I think that's exciting too. And and he's against Fernando Bruno. Um, you know, I think Gray is going to give his career one more run at this weight class. And, and he's kind of in that phase like Arlovsky was, uh, you know, a year ago and some of these other guys and we're kind of BJ Penn, what he wants to do and take one more run at it. And I don't, I don't know what to expect from Gray at this point, but I'm really excited about that too. Like, do you, do you think Gray's got a second wind in his whole career to pull it out, starting down here at 145? I don't know what the weight cut's going to be for him. He was already a, a big 155er, you know. Um, I guess he, you know, I mean, you can fine tune that shit once you get that in, in, you know, in your routine and everything. Uh, he he could, he could have huge power at that division, and uh, he already had huge power at once. He thought, you know, he, he made Frankie Edgar flop around the ring in that one fight. Oh yeah, uh, their 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 second fight, I think it was, and that was unbelievable to draw one. And uh, man, he I always liked Gray Maynard, and uh, I feel like I hope he can turn it around. You know, but featherweight's a hell of a division. You know, there's a lot of guys there. Yeah, I mean, it's getting to be a monster division because a lot of these guys are trying to get out of the, the murderer's row that is the lightweight division. Because, <laughs> I mean, lightweight's just too stacked even for, for a guy like Gray to try to take a run at at this point. It would take him three years to even get in the title picture at lightweight. Um, at featherweight, though, he could probably do it. I mean, you, you still got Mendez down there, and you got, of course, the, the Jose Edgar thing that's going to happen, but... You know, I don't see Connor going back down to that division, so I think that division's got a little—it's a little more open. So we'll see. I'm excited about that one too. Um, there's a couple other little fights on that card: the Ross Pearson versus Will Brooks fight. I don't know if you heard about this yet, but Will Brooks—he uh, signed a UFC contract and he's out of Bellator now and is coming over and he's fighting Ross Pearson. Um, I expect that Will Brooks will win that fight. Ross is a game opponent, but I think that Will is going to come in and really try to take a run at 155. Yeah, I mean, Ross Pearson, you know, he he's no pushover, but you never know which one shows up, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, I and, want to, uh, I want to see Will uh, have a Will good Brooks, run, though. Uh, I'm, I'm very excited to see him come over from Bellator, you know. Uh, he was damn good there, and uh, I think I think he can make a good run. Yeah, he definitely needs this fight, too, because the way he left Bellator kind of put a, a little bit of a mark on his career. He still had a fight on his contract initially, and, you know, there was some weird goings-on with how he got out of his contract over there, but he just really wanted out, and there was some stuff that just wasn't working for him, and he had some family situations and other stuff going on, but, you know, he sounds like he's got a serious passion for the business, and he's got the mentality that fighters used to have like three, four years ago of, of like, I just, I got to get to the UFC. The money is not everything. You like the legacy and the name and getting to where all the best guys are. I think it really means something to Will Brooks and he's just got to put his money where his mouth is now. He's got to go out there and let his fist do the talking. I can barely hear you. 
You can barely hear me right That's now? Problem. Yeah. Well, let me just throw to you on UFC 200, because I'm still curious to hear what you think about Brock and Hunt and then the uh, Jones-Cormier fight. All right, Brock and Hunt. The wrestling fanboy in me loves fucking Brock Lesnar winning MMA fights. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, he's the guy that came from the WWE and he came to the UFC, he won the belt, he beat Randy Couture, you know, as whatever... You know, as favorite as favorite as he was, and however things were stacked in his favor, and everything like that, it's still cool to be in the because I was a pro wrestling fan first. You know, was around whatever, so I'm totally rooting for Brock Lesnar, 100. percent But this is a terrible fight for him. Yeah, uh, Mark Hunt has got power for days. He's a super Samoan. He's fucking. He he refused to take the buyout, and he came back and made a hell of a career. You know, he had a better career in the UFC than he did in Pride. You know. Um, so I'm, I'm excited. I'm, it's, it's an awesome fight, and uh, it's definitely going to be one of the biggest fucking, uh, not biggest, I guess, you know, competitiveness and rankings wise, but I think it's going to be a big deal, you know, buy wise, because Brock was always the hell of a draw. And uh, I'm very excited for that one. Um, on Cormier and John Jones, I, uh, John Jones has that aura like I was talking about like Anderson Silva had for so long in GSB because you know he never lost the Mark Han- uh, the Matt Hamill thing was uh, silly or Mark Han- I think I can't remember the death guy man yeah Matt Hamill you said it right Matt Hamill yeah um, that that was just you know an asterisk beside that uh, I feel like Jones is still going to keep Cormier at a distance and uh, you know uses his reach and his Oblique kicks and so on and so forth <laughs> to, to point it out if he has to, you know. Uh, but DC, you know, if he could if he could clip something or, or, or get some takedowns and I don't know, but I, I just feel like Jones is going to win. I just feel like that's what's going to happen. I, I just can't shake that feeling. Yeah, Jones um, is. I don't. I don't know if you can hear me, J Man, but Jones, I think. Gosh, he's just really one of the pound for pound best. It's really hard to pick against him. As much as I love DC. What do you think about uh, Aldo Edgar? Aldo and Edgar? Yeah, what are your thoughts on Aldo Edgar? I feel like Edgar's pissed. And I feel like it's his <laughs> time to win, maybe. I don't know, you know. Uh, their last fight was really close. And um, he really wants Connor, you know. Uh, that's a fight I want to see. That's a fight I want to see. Yeah, I think that's the money fight. And I feel like Connor's scared of that fight. Because Edgar's so damn good, where he's not good, you know. Uh, and uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm kind of rooting for Edgar because I want to see him and Connor so bad. But I've always been a Jose Aldo fan since WEC, so I'm kind of split on that one. But I, I, I think I'm picking Edgar. Yeah, that's a tough one. Um, I I don't even know, honestly. I, I love both those guys. If the old Jose comes back, he's just a beast. But you know, Edgar is neither of those are fights. If you're Conor McGregor, that you want, I don't know if we ever see Conor come down and face either of those guys personally. I don't know if I would go back to 145 if I was him. You know, and and I don't know if it's necessarily ducking, but I I don't know that he ever fights either of them. So you may have lost me there. I think I, I can't hear you again. But um, can you hear me now? How's that? You hearing me now? Boo. We may have lost J-Man there, guys. 
Jay, you there? I got you on speakerphone now. Had some technical difficulties there. Yeah, yeah, it's all good now. Wait, this is as loud as you've been the entire time, bro. <laughs> well, yeah, because that's because now I'm bypassing about thirty-seven cables. Man, this audio shit is so complicated sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine, man. You, you, y'all have a hell of a setup. You know, we just use a little recorder with an SD card in it. Well, it sounds just as good as all the complicated shit we do half the time, so I don't know that it matters, you know, whatever we have. <laughs> we use that, uh, it's like a, it's one of those Zoom things, uh, Zoom recorders, I think, or Zoom or some shit. Yeah, um, Zoom recorder. Those are good. Those are high quality, man. People do stuff with those all the time. Yeah, it was a pretty, like, uh, I think that's what Stone Cold uses or something like that. Uh, we heard it on a podcast, and he has like uh, the like the, one of the nicest ones you can get. And I just got like the hand. We had one of the nicest. We had the step below his, but Urban broke it, and <laughs> I got the travel one. Uh, whenever we were when I when I was in L.A. because I was supposed to do an interview with somebody, and I didn't do it uh, because I don't know. Jack's very hard to interview, so we always <laughs> talked about doing our, our show, but never does. Well, before we had our technical difficulties, we were attempting to uh, talk a little bit about the Jones-Cormier thing. And what I was saying was that uh, it's it's so tough because DC is really, 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 really good. But you're right. Jones comes with like those oblique kicks and this unorthodox thinking and, and, you know, he's just a beast. And I mean, he's one of the greatest of all time. And it's because of his uniqueness. It's because of the guys over at Jackson Winklejohn being able to crack anyone's codes. Those guys, I think, I think of those guys like safe crackers, you know, they can just, they're, they're paid to figure out shit that other people are never going to figure out. They have such minds for fighting, you know, it's unreal. And they've taken some guys and really turned careers around and breathed new life into people, you know, uh, it, it's fucking, it's, it's awesome to see what they do, uh, you know, to help people going. Cause those guys, that's one of my favorite camps. You know, I've always been a big fan of that, that camp. Yeah, I, I have to say I'm kind of biased to that camp, too. I mean, Cowboy's one of my favorite fighters. Uh, John Dodson was a guy we had on the Tap Out show, and, and he's just hilarious and amazing, uh, an amazing athlete. So I've always kind of had a soft spot for the Jackson Weekle John camp. Even Keith Jardine when he was there and some other people. Um, yes. I started as a Rashad, uh, a Rashad Mark, you know, and, and I like Rashad Evans a lot, and uh, he was there. Yeah, I was a huge show. fan of Rashad's, yeah, so. and if you look at him after he left, it's not quite the same, you know? It was a it lot was better when he all. was there. <laughs> yeah, you know? for sure. And he's still, you know, the same gifted athlete that he always was, but the, the game plan and the strategy that those guys at Jackson Winklejohn were giving him, I think was kind of making the difference, you know? Only time will tell for him, but, um, yeah, I, that's a, that's such a tough fight. I'm really a DC fan, but I think it's funny. Uh, you know, a lot of people want to see DC win, but I really think it's funny because I still, and I'm sticking to this, I feel like DC is the heel. And I don't know quite how this happened because John has done such amazingly awful things as a human being in his personal life, but I think that that makes him more relatable to people right now. I think people want to see his comeback. They want to believe that he's a good person at heart. They want to believe that he's like the kid that was saving that lady um, before his title fight. I, I mean, I think that people want to see that side of him, whether it's there or not. And somehow the world has made him into this baby face. 
And here's DC, who's all well put together. He's this Olympian. He's on TV. He's, you know, totally got his act together. And he's the heel because he's because he is so put together. Like, nobody is that put together in their life. So everyone's like, fuck that guy. I want to see that guy get knocked down a peg because he's been busting his ass so hard to get to where he is. And I, just, I think it's funny. Um, do you see, like, that DC's a heel now? He's he's awfully clean cut, man, and that that rubs people the wrong way a lot of times, you know. Whenever they're just so like seems stiff as a board, you know, like just a person you couldn't even unwind around. And I don't know if he's that bad, but you know, he he definitely seems more like you know uh, manufactured, I guess, than Jones. I guess you know, like he he uh, has someone. I don't know, you know, he thinks a little more before he speaks, even possibly. I don't even really know, you know, really, but right. Uh, I, I think. Uh, him not winning that belt from Jones also, you know, that adds a little bit of a, a heel factor too, you know, because he, he just kind of, he didn't get handed it, but he didn't win it from Jones. You know, Jones had to forfeit it. And that always leaves a bad taste in some people's mouths, I think. Yeah, I think it does too. I mean, a lot of people think that he, he doesn't rightfully have that belt. I, I mean, you combine all that with the fact that he's a heel because he actually threw a fucking shoe <laughs> had a motherfucker once totally famous b style get my shoe um that shit was hilarious but you know it's funny too because leading into this fight all that hype has kind of died down a little bit like that hype i was feeling it before um and i'm almost missing having mcgregor and and diaz on this card because i feel like the hype would be bigger but that is probably a very very good sign to me and I think that these guys are really both focused on this fight. You know, Jones didn't look great against St. Prue, even though it was a lefty on short notice. You know, he's still, like, Jones brought in Yoel Romero to train with in that fight camp to, to work with a lefty. You know, that's a badass dude. That should be, definitely be getting yeah. going, even on a, only a few days' notice. And Jones played it a little bit safe, which I'm sure he doesn't want to do in this fight. I think Jones wants to go out there and really prove his point against Cormier. And I think Cormier wants to do the same thing, too. I mean, I think Cormier is in his camp right now trying to figure out every way possible that he can to dump John Jones on his fucking head. I think that's what he really wants to do. I think he will be the most satisfied guy in the world if he can pick John Jones up and dump him on his head two or three times in that fight. I just you don't, think he can do it? I, you think he's going to happen? I, I'll tell you what, for my own sake, what I want to see is I want to see him do it, and I want to see him still lose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's possible, but, you know, I want him to have that moral victory. I want him to still have some shit-talking rights. But look, if DC wins this one, that's great, because then we're in for a trilogy. Yeah, for sure. And I don't know that, uh, I, I, yeah, I don't I don't see anybody not wanting to see a third one of these fights. I think it's still going to be a good fight, and I hope that DC gives John a serious run for his money. Uh, you think, um, do you think maybe if it's a split decision, we could still get a third fight, you know? Yes. Uh, if, it's, if it's like a split, a close split decision, we could still get a third fight. I, I you think, think this card outsells, uh, do you think out two hundred outsells one hundred pay per view was or? Yeah, I think it. I think it does. I think it does, and I think everyone really owes Brock Lesnar a huge debt of gratitude because you know you and I both we know some MMA, we know some some wrestling stuff, and as I walk between the two different worlds, 
it is something that everybody on both sides is talking about. So if this can't pop a number, um, if this doesn't pop that huge number, then they really messed up with the Conor McGregor thing. But what you're looking for to get that number is you got to bring a different audience in. They can't bring the same people that are the same, you know, point nines that buy a regular, you know, UFC pay-per-view or whatever. You know, you got to get those bigger eyeballs. And I think the Brock Lesnar factor is there. WWE is not that exciting right now. And I think that WWE fans are more excited about this, even as wrestling fans, to see Brock get back in there than they are about the day-to-day goings-on of, you know, Roman Reigns out on a drug suspension or whatever garbage has been happening since WrestleMania. I think that WrestleMania this year was such a huge letdown that this for even wrestling fans is becoming like their WrestleMania. And for obviously for MMA fans, it already was that, you know, no, no real MMA fan was going to miss this card just with Jones Cormier, but the Brock Lesnar factor, I think puts it through the roof. I think it does the biggest number. I think Connor's going to be kicking himself. Um, I think this is definitely the one. I think it could too, man, because like we were saying, you know, I couldn't hear you that well, but this whole car, you know, top to bottom, just fucking name after name after name. Former champions like Johnny Hendricks on the prelims. What's up with It's crazy. Yeah, that's like, nuts. Kelvin crazy. Gastelum versus Johnny Hendricks is, is, is a Fox Sports prelim fight. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking insane, you know, and uh, that's, that's awesome. I mean, it's awesome, but it's insane, you know, at the same time. It's, I mean, it's a hell of a car. It's so many awesome fights but yeah it's it's everybody you know it's like almost it's so many people i i agree i mean you look at the the main card that we have is travis brown versus kane velasquez velasquez is the first fight on the card that is a definite headline any fox sports card probably even a pay-per-view then you got aldo versus edgar then you got tate versus nunez for the women's belt um, which, by the way, is a fucking barn burner of a fight, too. I, I think Misha, I would bet against Misha, except for the fact that I've just seen her pull it out now every single time that I haven't thought she was going to pull it out. So I just can't bet against Misha anymore. I, I can't. <laughs> um, and then you got the Lesnar Hunt fight and the DC John Bon Jones fight, Bones Jones. I, I don't know. I like that is a huge, ridiculous card. What do you think about the Tate Nunez fight? Man, that that is a that can be a close fight, and like you were saying, Misha's really, you know, uh, she pulled it out, man, uh, in the home fight, and uh, you know, I I've, I've never been a big fan of Misha, really. I'm not a fan of her or her boyfriend, you know. <laughs> oh, Mr. Tate, like, yeah, yeah, I don't like him either. Um, and I don't know if it was just because. Uh, you know, Ronda beat her, and you know she kept talking the shit, and he was talking the shit. I don't know if she got the bad things because he was talking so much shit about how he beat up Ronda and stuff. I don't know. They just kind of soured uh, each other's personalities together. I don't know that it's, but uh, she she looks good in the in the home fight, you know. Uh, and this is, I guess, it's her time to shine, and it's hers to lose. And I think she's going to go all out. I think so, too. I I just don't see that now that she has the belt, I don't think she's going to be one of those people that's going to be complacent because she has the belt. I think she's going to push even harder. Um, And every time, I think Nunez is going to capitalize on quite a few things. I think Nunez is a beast. But I think that every time that she does, Misha's just going to do the one thing past that. You know, I think she's just going to stretch her out 
one thing at a time. And every time Nunez does something, I think Misha's going to just do the one next thing better just to, which is a painful way to lose. I mean, you know, and that's one of the things that Misha has shown against all of these women is like every time they have a moment and they're getting the better of Misha, Misha just finds a way to turn it around. And I agree with you about Brian Caraway. I would love to see the Ronda Rousey Brian Caraway fight. <laughs> Everyone's talking about Ronda Holm, this, that, and the other thing. I want to see Ronda Caraway because that shit would be hilarious to me. I'd love to see Ronda run over that dude. I think that would be the yeah. funniest, most awesome fight ever. Um, you want to do the one intergender fight ever in MMA? That's the one to make, in my opinion. <laughs> that guy's a fucking wanker, man. I don't like that guy. He's fucking. Uh... It's, He's a jackass. It's hard Mark. not to after Ultimate Fighter, and I know he doesn't get it, but as mean and, and as weird as Ronda is, there was something about Brian Caraway when he was on the Ultimate Fighter with Misha where he just, he seemed like Misha's bitch. It was really hard to respect him. Um, the way he was talking trash on the other, the, the female fighters, it was like, I know that they're they're all alphas to a certain extent, but it's just like... I don't know. You don't talk like that to a woman, even if she is, you know, your your girlfriend's opponent or whatever. Like, just be a man, dude. Back back down. Like, whatever. You know, him backing off would have made him look less of a dick than than his weird attitude on that show. But, you know. And and speaking of the women's division, fucking Kat Zingano versus Juliana Pena is on the undercard also. <laughs> You know, and that's after the that's after the Hendrix Gastelum fight. I it's a, I, I love, I'm a cat fan. I like Cat Sagano. You know, I like her. I, uh, I liked her from that Misha t- uh, Misha Tate fight. She came back so hard in that third round. Oh yeah. You know, uh, that was a that was a beautiful comeback. And, she was losing, and uh, that was a, that was a good comeback. And I've been a fan of hers uh, pretty pretty big since then. You know, she had some other good you know highlights before that, but I thought that was her first real big opponent and she she won it you know after going through some struggles so i've been a big fan of her since then and i was i was pretty heartbroken when she got destroyed by ron and this fucking just, yeah i agree it was ugly it was just bad and uh it, but yeah um I, i'm excited for that fight too Pena's a bad bad chick too so and I agree, Pena is, look, whoever wins this fight clearly deserves to be right in the title picture. Zingano's got wins uh, over Misha and Nunez, so she clearly deserves to be up there. Pena, if she was to beat Kat, would obviously propel herself right in there. Um, and and I agree with you about Zingano. She's the one person that I think has out Misha. Misha with the the coming back in a fight and just doing the one thing more than the other person. Um, you know, and I halfway think that's where Misha kind of got it from. You know, and and Misha and Cat are right there neck and neck to me. And if Misha's the champ, then Cat's got to be in the conversation. You know, she had a bad a bad string of luck there, but hopefully all of her bad days are behind her, and it, you know she's really got her head in this fight. And and same with Pena, you know, she was out um, for a while too, and and hopefully these two women are going to propel themselves with a, a classic to get right back in the title picture. Yeah, they, they both probably have the worst like luck. They both probably have the worst strings of luck. These two these two ladies, this they've had some terrible luck with injuries and you know personal stuff. It's been uh, talking about Cat and, and Juliana, you know. So yeah. hopefully that that biggest fight. Uh, what, what did you think about Edgar and Aldo? I didn't. Uh, I couldn't really hear you exactly what you were 
You know, that's a tough one for me to call. I'm going to pick Edgar, um, but what I really hope to see, like, based on based on where they are right now mentally, I have to pick Edgar. I just think Edgar's someplace in his mind that is real, real scary to fuck with. That dude's on another level right now. But Jose has been that guy in the past himself. And if Jose comes out, like, that fight, the I still remember the Uriah Faber... Jose Aldo, WEC fight, where Jose Aldo, those inside lead kicks, like, one of the most brutal things I've ever seen, where I was like, this dude's going to be a champion for a long, long time, and he was. If that guy comes back with some kind of game plan that can can get inside on Edgar, or if he starts lighting him up with those leg kicks, like, if we see even shades or glimpses of the old Jose Aldo, I will lose my damn mind. He was one of the greatest champions, and and yeah, he got clipped by Connor. He got clipped fair and square. Connor beat him, beat him real good. But I really just want to see that old Jose come back. I just don't know if Frankie's the guy to do that against because Frankie's a fucking beast. So I, my money is on Frankie in this fight. But at the same time, I if Jose does come back as the old Jose, all of a sudden, I ain't gonna be mad at it. I don't care if I lose money betting on Frankie because of it. Like, if we get the old Jose back, I'll just be happy as a fan. Yeah, I think Jose definitely is one guy who got really, you know, complacent, really just off the bat. You know, he, he was just stuck in a rut, I think. And I maybe just woke him up because that dude is fucking unreal. I've been sold on him since he had that double knee on Cub Swanson, basically. In his first oh, yeah. That was just fucking just, and Cub Swanson was like crying. You know, and Cub Swanson's a tough motherfucker. Oh, Cub Swanson is the man. I love Cub. He's one of my favorite fighters. And yes, you are absolutely yeah. right. Just like that was Jose, though. He just, and honestly, I think that's one of the things that made him bad. He was destroying guys so quickly, and these really, really good fighters weren't posing a challenge for him. That I think that he he lost his edge because he wasn't getting good competition. You know. Yeah. He wasn't getting those guys that penetrated on him. He wasn't getting guys that hit hard like Connor did. Um, and he needed that. I mean, obviously, I think everybody still feels that Jose has a million ways he could beat a guy like Connor McGregor. He just has to get in there and, and use them. And, and because he hadn't fought a guy like that who could swing a giant hook at his head, he, he wasn't prepared for it. And that is also, you know, when, when you're the champion, it means you were the best day on, the best guy on that day. And yeah. Jose didn't deserve to still be champion because that day he wasn't. He got caught sleeping. He got hit in the face. I said the same thing about Silva and Weidman. And that doesn't mean that Jose's not still one of the greatest ever. I really think he is. But I think that, you know, he got caught and he deserved to get caught. And, and now I hope that he uses that and fails forward and does something positive from that. And we'll see. I mean, Edgar is the chance to prove it. I feel bad for both of them because I think that either way, um, they're not going to get Connor. I think what they're going to have to be happy with is that this interim title is going to turn into the real belt. I just do not ever see Connor coming back, even if even if Nate beats him. I just don't see any reason for it. Um, I think there's other fights for Connor. I think they're bigger money, more fun for him, and they prove more to himself. I don't. I think he feels like he beat Jose. He doesn't care if he ever beats Frankie. I feel like Connor never fights either of those two guys. 
that'd be brutal, man, for me. Like, just the, the fights I want to see. But I could see that happening, you know. Uh, and if Connor beats Nate, then that's, that's going to be. That's got, we're going to have to have a trilogy then, right? If that happens. Uh, you think he was. I think I think they'll leave it alone. I don't think it'll be an immediate trilogy, uh, but yes, if Connor beats Nate, then I feel like you know sometime down the line in 2017 or 2018 you will get the third fight for sure. Yeah. Um, here's another one that's gone under the radar: Rafael Sunsal versus T.J. Dillashaw. I, I don't even know if I've even heard anyone talk about this fight, and that's a huge, huge fight. I mean, Dillashaw is only one fight removed from the championship at this point, you know? And his son Sal's coming back, and he's beast. Like, you know, that's another crazy fight. I think if Dillashaw loses that fight, um, he could still fight Uriah Faber and have a big fight with Uriah and get back into title picture that way. Um, And if he wins this, I mean, he's already ranked number one. I think he's right back in there for... Uh, a shot at the title again if he if he wins this. Yeah, I mean, these are two of the top guys in the division. So, I mean, it is a fight that's flying under the air, but I think it's just because the card is so stacked. So you know, stacked. Like, if you, it's just retarded. Like, uh, and I don't know if I stole that from Lucha Gringo. He's been wanting to say that, hasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he said it a couple times. He just wants right, well, the fight that he cares about most is Sage Northcutt. He just really wants to see Sage Northcutt lose. Oh man, he's propped up on this fight. I think. I mean, another guy. I don't know much about the other guy. But I think this is going to be Sage's fight. Yeah, he's fighting Enrique Marin, uh, it, who's a good fighter. But Sage, you know, any place that that Enrique is like fifty percent with takedown, Sage is like seventy five percent. You know, with submissions, he's like twenty six percent. Sage is like. You know, like, on paper, for sure, Sage is definitely just edging this guy out everywhere. This guy is a totally credible fighter, and obviously he could pull something off. Um, I still feel like Sage is going to be very vulnerable to guillotines um, with his his weird propped-up neck. But, you know... Somebody's got to catch him first, and Sage does have decent takedowns. And I I expect that Sage is going to end up on top there and probably... Uh, I think he can win with like a third round ground and pound or maybe sec late second round. Um, but, and, and with the TJ, you know, and, and Rafael fight, I imagine that TJ wins. I'd also like to see TJ Dillashaw fight John Dodson. Now that John Dodson's up at 135. Um, uh, I've been talking about that fight again forever. You know, Dodson beat TJ to win ultimate fighter. Dodson's got a win over TJ Dillashaw and I'd love to see them run that back. Yeah, that's a fight I've been wanting to see, too, for a while because of the, the ultimate fight. That's a rematch that's been needing to happen. I, I also think TJ probably wins, but uh, Rafael, you know, he, he can pull it out. And, uh, he, I mean, he, you know, he's he's damn good, too. He's, he's got his confidence left on it at some points. But uh, he, he always – it just depends, man. It, 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 it's a close fight, and uh, – they're both really, really close to getting back in the title contention. And if Dodson, I would like to see that Dodson fight. The Sage thing, though, the, his opponent's the only one that you can't even click on Wikipedia. He doesn't even have a Wikipedia, man. <laughs> yeah, Enrique is fairly unknown. He's he's a solid fighter, though. Um, but Sage, like, I, I me and Lucha Gringo both said that we both wish him bad luck in the fight. <laughs> but I, I think he's going to win. 
you know, I think that's gonna. I think he's gonna win, no problem. Yeah, no, th- not no. I think the Lucha Gringo is going to have to wait a little while on that one. He also wants to see DC win. Uh, that That's more likely to me. Um, so we'll see. And I think he also wants to see Hunt win. And my thoughts on the Hunt-Lesnar uh, fight, which I didn't even say before, is I I think that uh, I'm, I, I know this is crazy. I'm going to pick Lesnar. I think I'm actually going to pick Lesnar. I and I'm not picking Lesnar based on pure fighting skill because I feel like Mark Hunt can knock out anybody and, and Mark Hunt should knock out anybody. I just feel like there's no way Lesnar takes this fight if he doesn't know something that we don't know. I don't think he takes his fight just to be on 200 or just to see where he's at in the world or just because WWE and UFC are being friendly. I feel like Lesnar and his camp know something, you know, uh, and I don't know what exactly that is. Kevin Cross said that he thinks that Lesnar's been doing some jujitsu. Um, people don't really know where Lesnar's at on the ground. Maybe, maybe that's what it is. Maybe Lesnar feels like he can he can do something else. Even to do jujitsu on Mark Hunt, though, he's got to get past that freaking hand and and penetrate. So um, I don't know, but I'm gonna call it for Lesnar. I think I'm I'm gonna say it's gonna be a third round ground and pound victory for Brock Lesnar. Somehow he's going to penetrate on Mark Hunt and take him down and, and pummel him on the ground. Though that might be completely delusional on my part. Hey, man, I'm going Brock, too. I don't know exactly when this finish would happen, but I would, I would love to see a ground pound first or second round. Just Brock looking like a badass. I'm like, you're saying, uh, you know, uh, he knows something that, you know, not everybody else knows. I think Mark Hunt would be the perfect guy to be in the position to be the guy that, you know, knew something that didn't, that no one else knew, you know, because he, he's already proved more than anyone ever thought he could prove in the UFC. Yeah. He's done more than anyone ever would have even written a fantasy book about him doing it in the UFC. They would have they would have never thought he would have done the shit he's done, you know, and he, he's fucking done big shit. So, you know, if he took a big payday to take a dive, you know, I don't even know if the fix is in so much as I just feel like Brock has some inside information, something that makes him have a level of confidence that is not part of his whole kayfabe thing. Like him with Stephanie on the phone and the conference call and him saying, I don't care what she thinks, whatever. Yeah, that's all the work. Like MMA fans got all excited about that, but the wrestling fan of me was like, oh, shut up. He's just working an angle for when he comes back for SummerSlam, you know? Because clearly he's going to, you know, work this back into there and have some angle with management and whatnot, and it'll be fine. Like, that stuff, I was just like, I wasn't even impressed. I was like, that's work, people. That's what wrestlers do. And don't forget, this is a man who still has a day job. Like, he didn't quit WWE to do this this time. He is officially a on the WWE roster. The man has a day job. Like, if I was, mo- like, that'd be like Stipe Miocic coming out and saying, you know, fuck the fire department or something that they weren't cool with while he's still an active firefighter and the UFC champion. He just wouldn't do it. The man's got a day job. He respects all those people. Brock respects Stephanie. Are you kidding me? He doesn't have any disrespect for that woman. That's a complete work. That's his boss. Yeah. (laughs) And she pays him a whole lot of money, and believe you me, he's a prize fighter. He's there to get paid, y'all. Like, that's a total work. I I thought the thing was hilarious. And, And MMA fans were all like, oh, he said... He doesn't care what Stephanie McMahon thinks, blah, blah, blah. Stephanie's comments weren't even that bad. And that's when I was like, oh, yeah, this is this is total work. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I, I think that, that 
Jesus, Brock might have something up his sleeve there. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'll change my mind right before I bet my money. We'll see. Um, let's see. There's still more fights on this car, J-Man. Look at this shit. We still haven't even talked about Diego Sanchez and Joe Lozon that is, are headlining the fight pass card. That's a fucking insane fight. I, and Joe Lozon is a bad motherfucker, dude. He just game everywhere. He will throw down everywhere. He he don't give a fuck how much he bleeds. And Diego Sanchez will take so much damage. I'm kind of sour on Diego Sanchez because I think some decisions have went his way that shouldn't happen a few times. Yeah. I guess you could say that a lot of people. But I, I feel like it happens to him a lot. I don't know why. I just feel like it does. Uh, I feel like he gets the win several times when he shouldn't. I don't know. Um... I think he got one over Martin Kentman. I was sour about. I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, think, I, I think mean, the judges get blinded by that that heart and that passion, but that's something that other fighters should look at. To me, it's like, dude, sometimes you can convince the judges just because you're out there throwing that you deserve to win. You know, and that's that's yeah. that's what Diego does that these other guys can't do, but Joe Lozon can do that. Man, if Joe Lozon can't win you over with heart, that guy's got as many fight of the night bonuses as anybody. Like, he's got fighter of the night or fight of the night or some kind of bonus. I don't even know how many times. Like, he probably has made more money from bonuses than he has from his actual wins. <laughs> he likes to competitively eat, too. Oh, God. These guys are nuts. They, these guys are totally nuts. And 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 I, I don't even know what to expect from this fight. I'm going to say that Joe Lozon's going to win. But I'm also going to predict that there will be blood. There will be cursing. Um, I, I think Lozon's going to actually win by submission. I think that he's going to slug it out with Diego in the first round, and then Lozon's going to be like, you know what, fuck this. I am going to just strangle this dude now <laughs> and just tie him up with some jits and, and take his neck because otherwise it's it's going to be a bloody, bloody fight, and everybody else that's on the main card is going to be fighting on just a patch of blood for the whole night. Um and Jesus, before that fight, Gerard Mousasi and Tiago Santos are the middle fight on the UFC Fight Pass prelims. Gerard Mousasi is a fucking headlining name. You know, former Strike Force champion, and, and he's on a great run in UFC, and he's like turned a corner with his gimmicks and like how he's doing his press and shit. And that motherfucker is the second fight on the Fight Pass prelims. <laughs> Yeah, man, I mean, it, it's crazy, like, top to bottom, it's under, I saw Gregard at, uh, I was there when he, uh, lost it to King Mo at, uh, Strikeforce Nashville. Yeah. Oh, shit, that was a great card. Brawl. Yeah, and they had the, the Diaz brawl afterwards, uh, Diaz and Mayhem Miller. Miller, yeah. Yeah, I was there, that was, that was a crazy, but, um, man, uh. I think I think Gregard's gonna win this one. You know, I think he's he's damn good and he's really uh he's he's turned the corner. You know, the other uh Thiago Santos. I think, I think yeah. yeah, yeah, I think uh he he's good too, but I think this is Gregard's fight. I think the first fight on this card is it is it Jim Miller and Chapinori Gummy? Oh god, that's right, yeah. Fireball Kid versus Jim Miller is the first fight of the night. That could freaking almost headline at least be the headliner on the, the Fox Sports prelims. And it's the very first fight of the night, the one that no one is even going to be in the arena for half the time. Yeah. I, I love talking to Origomi just because pride days. I, I, just, I just always liked him. Uh, he's the guy that's always fucking was knocking people out and drinking Sapporo in the club all night. <laughs> Sapporo! Talking to, 
Yeah, I, I love Fireball Kid. I think Jim Miller is going to probably win that fight, though. I don't know. Yeah. They're both getting a little up there. But Jim Miller and the Miller brothers just have this nastiness when they fight. They have this meanness um, that I love to see in fighters. And and it always comes out in Jim in, like, the second round. He comes to the ring. He seems like this nice, affable guy. But then he just turns his corner. Clay Guida is another one like that. Where And then they just get grimy. Like, he, he can win a fight on pure griminess. <laughs> um and I would love to see Takanori Gomi win, but my money is going to be on Jim Miller for that fight. Yeah. Jim, Jim I think, will win, too. Uh, Jim was so close to the title like a, like a, like a year or two ago. And, you know, he, he's such, he seems like such a nice guy, you know, like you were saying. I, I was, I was, I'm a big fan of his, too. But I, just, Takanori Gomi, just his style and, you know, his knockouts and how he's had those huge... Uh, in pride and everything. You know, I was always a big fan. I'm rooting for him, but I think Jim's going to win it. Yeah, I mean, I think we I think we hit everything on UFC 200. The only other fight I don't know if we talked about was uh on the, the this this uh whatever fight pass card, the Eddie Alvarez versus Rafael Dos Anjos. What are your thoughts on that fight? I talked about it a little bit before you called in. Um, but Eddie Alvarez, here you go. You got another top-notch Bellator guy who's been on a streak in UFC. Um, and then Dos Anjos, um, who I feel like... I feel like Dos Anjos, even with the belt, has been playing second fiddle to the rest of the division. There's all this talk about Khabib and Tony Ferguson... And then Cowboy Cerrone is still catching bigger headlines than him, even though he beat Cowboy. And then you got McGregor, who kind of made Dos Anjos look like a bitch and just was like at a stop-off. It was like a rest stop at the 155 division because he never even fought there. He came in, did the one press conference with Dos Anjos, and then went up to 170 with Nate. But I feel like Dos Anjos... I don't know if he's being overlooked or not, but it feels to me like the whole world hates this poor guy right now, and he's got the freaking strap. Yeah, I see that because I'm one of the guys that's not, I'm not really a big fan of his. And I think it's not because I'm a huge fan of Khabib, and Khabib has beaten him, and they haven't had a rematch. And I know Khabib's had a lot of in- injuries and stuff. And he just hasn't lined up. But uh, I don't know. I just don't feel like Dos Anjos should be the champion. I don't know why. You know, I know he won the belt. You know, I know he proved himself, but just for some reason, there's just this little thing in the back of my mind. I'm like, this guy's not the champion. You know, he's not. He shouldn't be champion. He should be someone else holding that belt. It's weird because I kind of feel the same way. I kind of feel like it should be Tony Ferguson personally at this point. Um, I was upset that Cowboy didn't put in a better showing against him, but. I think that Eddie Alvarez might be the guy to take it off of Dos Anjos. And he's an underdog here, but I'm going to put my money on Eddie Alvarez and hope for the long shot. Hell yeah, man. I think I think that's not – I mean, it's not a sure thing, but, I mean, it, it's, not a, it's not a bad bet. You know, Eddie Alvarez has always been a – he's one of the best that Bellator ever had. And, and you know, he – the UFC came into one of the strongest divisions. They've always, 155, always been one of their best divisions. Yeah, and I think that this is, I think that this fight this time is going to be about willpower uh, a little more than skill set, which is what I was saying earlier. Like, I think that, you know, 
people can say what they want about having the right skills, but there is something to be said for mentality in in mixed martial arts too. And Eddie Alvarez right now, um, if he does get beaten, it's going to really derail him because he has that kind of confidence right now of being a world beater and how much it means to him and that, you know, he, he's one of these guys who always thought he was the best even when he was outside of the UFC looking in. Then he came in and he dropped that fight to Cowboy and, and it really, I think it hurt his parts to the point where now he is determined, determined that he's going to prove everyone wrong, that he is the best in the in the business, and that, you know, he no one was wrong about him being in UFC and being able to compete with these guys. And I think Dos Anjos is the guy that he can 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 do that with. And then if he does win, you got Khabib Alvarez and Tony Ferguson and all these other guys coming up in there, or maybe Connor even coming back into 55. Like, that... That would be the most exciting thing ever. One of these guys does have to take the belt off of Dos Anjos. I don't think anybody wants him to be champion. I feel bad for the guy. He seems like a good dude. Seems like a solid fighter. Nobody wants him to have the belt. Like, it's killing the whole division. The belt's got to come off that guy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it is, man. He just he just doesn't have any pizzazz, man. He's just, I mean, he's, he's pretty good in the, in the I mean, he's, he's solid, but. You know, I don't. He doesn't stick out as being like a badass at anything. I guess really, you know. I don't know. You know, he's not like a big knockout artist, and he's not a fucking submission terrorizer. You know, breaking limbs and stuff. So no, he's just really well rounded, and he doesn't have much of a personality. He doesn't have much of a style, but he's super good. You know, nobody nobody's gonna deny that he deserves to be one of the best lightweights in the world. But everyone is gonna deny that he's exciting. You know, he's just not interesting. And it's not necessarily his fault he wins fights, but, you know, sometimes you got to give us a little more than that. And the ladies don't think he, I guess he's as cute as, like, GSP, because they, like, loved him whenever he was point fighting. Ladies still loved him. Oh, yeah, no, no, he's definitely, he's definitely not a handsome guy. <laughs> he's, he's got a few other things against him. Well... I don't know. I think we've talked it to death, man. All I can do now is watch it. And we got Ultima, Ultima Lucha Dose, the first episode of that to watch this week. And I know you guys will be eagerly watching that uh, Wednesday night, just like we will. Um, it's just a, it, dude, it's a, just a great two weeks to be alive, in my opinion. Yeah, oh, yeah, man. I can't wait. I'm stoked for this week. They got the unique opportunity stuff going on. And, uh, you know, these fight three, three fucking fight cards in a row. Yeah, th- three in a row, but it's also four hours. Isn't the last one still two hours long or something crazy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it is. We got a solid four hours of Ultima Lucha coming up, and I can't wait. And I know me and you were both there. Like, uh, for those who don't know, when I first uh, met J-Man and hung out with him was at Ultima Lucha Dose. So it's going to be reliving good times for us. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's some epic stuff, man. There's some there's some there's some matches that definitely speak some words about whenever whenever they air. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean I've got I've got shit written down from from a year ago when we were there seeing that that I can't wait to talk about that I've been like dying to talk about ever since then. I'm sure you're the same way. Um so it'll be exciting. Hey, one other thing I got to ask while I got you on the phone. Did you, did you listen to Urban Shoot Interview? What did you think of Urban Shoot Interview? I listened to it, man. Um, I did listen to it. Urban's got, Urban, Urban's, uh, Urban's wild, ain't he? <laughs> He's a wild man. Uh, he, 
he, he went Thanksgiving. I was, uh, man, we were having a chance of technical difficulties. I was going to go, I was going to talk about how I was going to go to Thanksgiving. And I was going to be like, no, I actually live the gimmick. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we were having technical difficulties, so I didn't get to bust out my lines I had prepared. You know, um, but it was it was a damn good peek inside of Urban's mind today, you know. Uh, me and him, I guess, do something differently, but uh, it's all part of the last reveal. It's what makes us who we are, you know. I just thought it was very interesting, too, because I, I could tell a good portion of the interview he was almost doing as, like, for you specifically. It was almost like, oh... Let me let my boy in on how I think about some of this stuff because he's never gotten a chance to and we don't really have the time to sit down and talk about this kind of stuff because we're always so busy and you guys got so much cool stuff going on that it was just like, yeah, if I go talk to some other dudes, it was almost like a game of telephone where he was getting the message to you through us and it was kind of interesting to just see him get that moment to almost have a conversation with you even though you weren't there. <laughs> Yeah, I blame Blood Soup for that, but uh, <laughs> that, I digress on that one. Um, but yeah, it was definitely good to peek inside Urban's mindset show, and uh, he definitely had some some wild thoughts going on about things. And I guess I do too, you know. And it's crazy how he uh, he he his opinion on wrestling it's, it's so different than mine, you know, because he's he's kind of got fed up with the business, and I'm still head over heels and I've found things that you know I'm so obsessed with British wrestling right now it's fucking crazy like I, I love that shit and then Lucha Underground you know the be all end all for sure and, uh, uh, but yeah it, it, was, it was definitely an interesting take on Urban <laughs> Well, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show. I am stoked too that we got to hang for a while at uh, Ultima Lucha Trace this year keep that fucking going and hopefully it'll be Ultima Lucha Quattro next year and we'll just keep it going. Um, it was great to see Ultima you. Ultima Lucha Quattro. Yes. Quattro. <laughs> I love it. That will be so dope and it was good to see Smashly too and just get to hang out with all the peeps last week. Like we barely even got to talk about just like how much fun it was. It was like the whole family was back together. Like Ultima Lucha is like a family reunion now um, when people come out. And in any lucha underground taping where a whole lot of the people come into town especially the out-of-towners like you guys it's like a it feels like a family reunion i'm not even kidding it's crazy i love it i'm gonna try to make my way back out there for bola oh well, let me know because i'm gonna try to go i'm gonna try to go to a couple days myself i mean i live i live so close to where that's going down like i, I, I it would be crazy for me to not go like no one else who goes there will be we'll live any closer. I can walk to Bola from my house. You know, PWG literally does their events like, you know, up the street from me. In fact, it's on a street I used to live on. <laughs> well, Phoenix is going to be there, man. And Jeff Cobb. Yeah, it's going to be off the hook. And I was looking at some of the entrance today, so I just got to figure out if I'm going to go to all three days or not. That might be a little, that might be a hard swing, but if you're coming out, I might, I might consider it. Yeah, I'm going to try to, so if I come, I'm coming for all three days. Oh, I'm sure. sure. Yeah, no reason to come all the way out and only go to one. For me, it's just down the street, so I could just pop into one. Yeah, man, uh, it's going to be a hell of a car. It always it always is on DVD. i got to experience one of these live. Yeah, it looks like it's, it's totally worth it. I know Byron and Casey went last year and sweated it out for three days and loved it, so might be my turn. Yeah, 
Oh, yeah, bro. All right, brother. Well, thank you for being on the show. Appreciate it. I will get at you. All right, bro. Thanks for having me on. Always good to be on. Everybody, look at those shirts. It's Pro Wrestling Tees. Listen to the M&M show. Listen to the last real hill. That's probably the only two you need to check out. <laughs> start At least start with those. And if you have extra time, hit us up. We'll tell you where to go to next. <laughs> yeah. <gasps> Woo! All right, brother. I'll get at you. Later, bro. All right, J-Man from The Last Real Heels with his thoughts about the UFC 200 and everything going on at this International Fight Week. Just crazy, crazy stuff. This, these cards are blow, especially the UFC 200 card, blowing my mind. Um, you know, I'll talk a little bit about it with Casey, too, when we do our Lucha Review later this week. Go back and listen to those Urban interviews and the Kevin Cross interviews if you haven't heard them because they are well worth it. So... Um, that's it for me, folks, and just loving Fight Week, loving all this Lucha Underground stuff right now, and uh, everything else in between it can eat a dick if it's not on the level that these things are on. So I'll be back later in the week. Casey will be around. Byron should be back off the road. He's out of town for the holidays right now. But until next time, stay calm and stay in the mix. Stay in the mix.